Hit me. From Studio P in Sausalito, the home of the hit, it's time for... Suckatash. Yes, Suckatash, the comedy soundcast soundcast featuring snippets from comedy... Soundcast. And also interviews with comedians, comedian soundcasters, and other showbiz folk. And now, here's your host, internationally recognized comedy soundcast soundcaster, Mark... Persia. Mark. Hey, you. Glad, glad to have you here for Epi 258 of Suckatash, the comedy soundcast soundcast, where I'm mixing up a mess of soundcast this week. I'm your host, Mark Hershon, and details on what shows I'm featuring in just a sec. But did you miss last week's Epi 257? Hosted by my alternating co-host, Mr. Tyson Saner. Well, he featured a triumphant trio of soundcast clips from things like Blake's Takes for God's Sakes, Good Game, Nice Try, and Armchair Expert with Dak Shepard. You can always grab that show or any other previous installment of Succotash right on our home site at SuccotashShow.com or pretty much anywhere else you normally gobble up your soundcast treats. Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, YouTube. Just search for Succotash Show on the web and we are sure to pop up. As for what I've got in store for you this time around, I'm going a little differently than usual. I normally harvest four clips from various comedy soundcasts, but I've got kind of, as I say, a mixed bag special for you. A combo platter, if you will. There's some brand new shows and a smattering of things uh, from a few years ago. We'll be hearing from Patton Oswald and Meredith Salinger at the new Did You Get My Text? A couple of comedy sketch commercials from Left Handed Radio. May Contain Nuts, a BBC soundcast from Scotland. Stay F. Homkins, the pandemic-inspired show from Paul F. Tompkins. And a mini-clip from The Midnight Miracle by Dave Chappelle and assorted co-hosts. In addition, I'll be featuring a clip from the Jock Doc podcast. Yes, I featured the JDP on my last installment, it's true, but this clip features yours truly appearing as a character in the most recent installment of Dr. London Smith's show, and gosh, I'd hate for you to miss a minute of me. Plus, this episode is sponsored by Henderson's Pants' new Down Under Pants, mate. Here's something I forget to mention a lot of these shows, but if you like to read what I say about comedy podcasts and not just listen to me blather on, I am part of the squad that writes This Week in Comedy Podcasts, the column over on Vulture.com, every week. We each pick one show and write about 200 words about it. That column drops every Thursday usually, and this week I'm reviewing, well, that would be telling. Suffice it to say, I will be reviewing one of the shows that I am clipping in this very episode you're listening to. In fact, it might be this clip, which is from the first episode of a brand new soundcast. It's called Did You Get My Text? and features comedian Patton Oswald and his wife Meredith Salinger, who, according to the show blurb, live in the same house yet text each other more than people who live across the country from one another. Here they sit down and go through their texts together. Our clip is about a photo Patton texted to Meredith, which you may have seen. It got quite a bit of attention, actually. It's a woman being interviewed on the news from her home, and in the background, displayed prominently on a bookshelf, is the kind of object you normally wouldn't be showing off. Okay, so I sent you this picture, and I'm not, I didn't send this to you. Are you asking me if I got your text? Did you, did you get my text? Which one? Uh, this is a picture that I grabbed off of um, Twitter. Let me see. Where is it? It's a screen grab from BBC Wales. Where'd you send that? I can't find that. It's in your text, baby. Okay. 
Can you show me on your phone? Because I can't. You, you Literally, there are so many texts between the two of us of things we literally haven't spoken about. It would be about. the most recent one. Oh, that one. Perhaps yeah. the greatest guest background on the BBC Whale News tonight. Always check your shelves before going on air. That's what it says. Mm -hmm. That's what it says on the thing. But what does it mean? Enhance. I'm Enhance. Okay. Uh, oh, Oh my goodness. Oh Lord. Okay. I did not look at this. There's a woman on the BBC news mm -hmm. and clearly she's on the news being interviewed or something and yeah. her bookshelves in the back. Oh, I'm mortified to even speak the words, but Come there on. is a very large, um, <laughs> build up. Okay. I was, I was trying to do a euphemism for it, but yeah. pleasuring device sounded even more gross. So it's just a big, big, huge dildo in her Oh, that's terrible. That poor girl. That's but, embarrassing. But here's the thing, though. The only reason I sent this to you was because, yes, there's a dildo on her shelf. Um, and also on her shelf is a thing that says, think happy things. And there's a, a lovely accordion file of her research and some other books. But um, the the dildo is so prominently prominently displayed. displayed. Like, like it is, it's not like, oh, we kind of caught it in the shadows. It is at the. It's like a trophy. Yes. And it's hero lit. Yeah. It looks like, it looks like, Perfectly hey, everyone, centered. look at my Oscar. Yeah. Look at, yeah, exactly. I won this. Mm -hmm. And um, so I, I don't know. I, I What do you think? Is there. Well, I'd like to know who also, this woman is. Well, her like, name is Yvette Amos. And she has, she's very pretty. And see, she has. You this, just said her name. Nobody needed to know her name. Well, it's, it's all over the internet anyway. Oh, fine. Plus, she's very, very pretty, and she has this kind of prankish, impish kind of look to her. Well, you're and I'm giving wondering, her a personality. You're giving her that I don't know. Because just, it's a photo. It's a still. It's a still, but she's got this cool pixie haircut and kind of has this cool new wave look to her. And I there's part of me that can't help think, was this like a private joke between her and her friends going, hey, want because she's from Wales, and she's like, oh, I got to go on the BBC. I'll tell you what, well, we'll put this, let's put this I dildo wonder, on that shelf. I wonder what she's being interviewed about. Yeah, I don't know. See, it could be, maybe she's a sex therapist. Maybe. You know, maybe, but, or maybe she thought the frame would be tighter on her face because this is literally like, hi, look at my entire room. It's such a, sm poor framing, poor framing. Or perfect framing. Right. Did you, I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is, is there a chance that she did that on purpose as a as a gag? Like, guys, watch Absolutely watch me not. on the news tonight. No, I don't know. I think she's she has a look. She's something about her look. Well, you're giving her a personality. She's at the she's at the pub, <laughs> and they're like, "Well, let's meet at eight o'clock. I'm going to be interviewed." And everyone, everyone, quiet, quiet. Look, 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 look what I did. Oh my god, they didn't catch it. Hmm. I don't know. BBC News is kind of important. I wouldn't do that. I want to give her the credit for getting away with that. Well, I'm, I'm, you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking she's a sex therapist. All right. That's pretty cool. There you go. Fresh from Did You Get My Text? It still has that new Soundcast smell. I would love to get those guys on the show for a chat. Should I? Drop me a note at M-A-R-C. That's me, Mark. M-A-R-C at SuccotashShow.com. And let me know if you'd like to hear them. No guarantees, but I do know a guy who knows a guy. In fact, feel free to write me with other suggestions of who to interview or shows to clip or to stop saying, uh, so much. Next up is that clip from the Jock Doc podcast I was just talking about. And yes, yes, I know I just featured a clip from Dr. London Smith and his sidekick Cameron week before last because they uploaded it to us. We didn't clip it, but this clip, it's different. It's special. It's got me in it. 
but not just me. I'm playing a zany character with a bad French accent. I play Guy Nissois, a reclaimed food chef, which means he makes meals out of garbage, basically. Bon appétit. Now, you, you, you say you're a chef. Are the, are your, are the items you cook, are they French-inspired as well? Or is it just, or is it really just the accent? That is how it started out. I'm a, uh, I'm a reclaimed food chef. Um, I was listening uh, in, the, uh, in the green room to your show. Uh, I was very interested in the, hearing about the uh, mystery meat you were talking about. Yeah. Uh, I used to uh, prepare a mystery meat uh, recipe. Oh. And I found out that uh, the diners, they don't, uh, they don't seem to like this idea of mystery. They don't want their food to be a mystery so much. Uh, so I started calling it the pork. I just call and that's it just, pork. You know, that's just like this millennial, uh, always expecting to know everything instantly we, sort we, of culture. Yes, 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 you exactly. Know? You can't exactly. wait a week for a new episode. you got to binge everything all at once. Yeah, you know, yes. it's Turn just to the this... back, the last page in the book, eh? Yeah, right? and there's just no mystery in life anymore because of it. Exactly. So I, I, I definitely understand. That's frustrating. Yes. Uh, the interesting thing is, though, that uh, the kind of cuisine that I do cook, uh, as I say, it's reclaimed food. You say it's reclaimed. What is that? Are you talking about, like, is this like a farm-to-table type thing or, like? It's, uh, well, in a way, it's farm-to-table-to-dumpster to my kitchen. And then uh, oh. I, uh, I reclaim uh, the the uh, <clears throat> the best of the food products, and uh, I create uh, wonderful, uh, uh, wonderful entrees and uh, appetizers and desserts and uh, wow. side dishes. I mean that this is it's very economical, and it's also I mean helping the earth. It sounds like you're recycling uh, to the best of my ability. Yes, uh, I uh, I get the food uh, and uh, the get it to the people and uh, the people that eat it they uh, you know to, I, to go back on my idea of, be, of being a surprise they don't know always where the food came from that right. they are eating but who does right we if i go to chili's am i am i asking like where did this beef come from nah exactly I just trust that it came from somewhere exactly which is how i've based uh, my entire chain of restaurants on that idea that nobody knows, nor do they really seem to care where the food comes from. They say, is this farm to table, as you asked. They say, yes. They don't, wow, so they don't check. They just go, oh, it's wonderful. Farm, farm to table. Beautiful. I love that. Wow. So is this an, an exclusive reveal on this show? We, you say that no one knows about this. So is, this that, is the first time you're like talking about it? Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Um, wow. Yeah, that's well, great. Huge. I was going um, to save it for a, a bigger show like uh, like Ellen, perhaps, or uh, Jimmy mm-hmm. Fallon, but uh, they've not called. And uh, when I found out you have a large uh, uh, high school listening audience, I figured uh, let's uh, let's let the kids know. Yeah, I have been impressed at the press about that because I got the email, and I guess I was the last to find out because yeah, I've I will say I saw the billboards on the way, and I was confused by it uh, that he's been. Cameron, you know, to, to Cameron, your credit, even though you've also been working this janitor job, you've been mm-hmm. doing all these other enterprises, you've really put the word out. Yeah. And I think it's great that we have a guest who's so, we have food waste as such an issue in this country. Oh, it's huge, yeah. huge yeah. food waste problem in this country. So uh, it's exciting to see that, um, you know, someone's taking, and you said you have a chain of restaurants? I do, I do. Uh, they are uh, uh, Guinea Soir. 
uh, that is uh, the name on the restaurant. Um, uh, what I do is uh, much like uh, I do with the food. I find restaurants that have uh, gone out of business. And uh, until they're taken over, I just uh, pry open the door, I get inside, and uh, I just slap my name over whatever the thing is called. So it's uh, okay. Guinea-Soise uh, Seasons Restaurant. Huh, so Guinea-Soise to go, just to go back to Chili's, maybe. Maybe you're in an airport and you're slapping that over a Chili's logo. Exactly, exactly. Chili's to go. Cameron, we are on the same wavelength, like sense. sense. All of this, it sounds great to me. Dr. London, you are already, I can tell, about to be like a wet blanket. What's going on? Yeah, so just, um, so if you, if you're claiming a closed store, are you, are you purchasing the, the building or renting it? Uh, you know, this restaurant? I am interested in purchasing every restaurant that I move into. I'm interested. Unfortunately, uh, most of the people trying to uh, negotiate uh, do not uh, meet my price. Uh, so I move on. They say life is about choices, and well, that was one I made. But don't just judge them by my performance. Be sure to check out the Jock Doc podcast wherever finer soundcasts are streamed and or downloaded. A podcast crew that has been around even longer than your Succotash family is left-handed radio. Started in 2010, a year before us, it is hosted by Anna Rubinova and Adam Bozarth. It's largely a collection of original comedy sketches and parodies, mostly of public radio shows and advertisements. Their publicist, Heidi Vanderlee from Positive Jam PR, sent me a couple of their spots for Father's Day, which was just this past Sunday. So let's listen together, shall we? From the creators of Kids Bop, the album where kids sing pop songs to make them more relatable to kids, comes Dad's Bop. I threw your shit into a... Oh, come on. Poop. I threw your poop into a bag. It's inappropriate. Dad's Bop is today's pop songs recorded by people just like you, completely out of touch with pop culture. I get these blurred lines. I know you want to hear. Hey, hey, hey. Drug song, y'all trick me into singing a drug song. Get them animal crackers out of the back seat. Make that racket sound more palatable when it's being sung by someone that sounds like you. Clips myself in the mirror. Yell for mirrors and flips bobbing back to me. Order in the next 10 minutes and get a bonus track, the Every Dad Jam Thrift Shop. I'm gonna pop some tags. Only got twenty dollars in my You're never getting back control of the car stereo, so get used to the shit your kids will make you listen to with Dad's Bob. We're up all night to get lucky. We're up all night to get lucky. We're up all night to get lucky. Oh, I like this song. This is the one that I actually dig. It's like Steely Danish, like uh, cool and jazzy. Ew, Dad, that song came out in like April. Get it out of my face. All right, there she goes. She's the she's the boss. <laughs> what are you gonna, what are you gonna do? I can't win. Visit dadsbop.co.hong.kong today. Hey, Dad. Yeah. Can we go out back and play catch? We can't, son. Daddy can't be seen doing physical activity because he's on workman's comp. Well, do you want to watch some TV? Nah, no can do. Daddy's in a fight with the cable company about the cost of some adult movies. Oh, well, Mom's boyfriend Mark lets me watch TV and he plays catch with me. 
Yeah? Well, here's something you can never do with him. What? Have a beer with your dad. Wow, weekend dad beer. Yep, just like your old man. It's fortified with all the alcohol and carbs that a growing dad like me has. Oh, you're the best, dad. I love you. <laughs> Fuck you, Mark. <laughs> weekend dad beer. Fuck you, Mark. Thanks again for listening. That was Dad's Bop, starring Will Hines, Mike Scollins, Brett White, Adam Bozarth, Ben Warheit, and Anna Rubinova, plus Weekend Dad Beer, starring Adam Bozarth, Dan Chamberlain, and Matt Little. Both were written by Matt Little. These sketches are from our vault, which you can get full access to if you join our Patreon at $5 a month. Just go to patreon.com slash lefthandedradio and join today. Thanks again to all of our Patreon members. Your support means a lot to us, and it helps keep the show going. Also, check out our recent appearance on the Dave Hill Good Time Hour, episode number 222. It was a fun conversation, plus there's a great musical set from singer Morgan James. We also have merch for sale. Just go to lefthandedradio.com slash merch so you can get links to our Threadless shop and our Tee Public shop. There are also links in the show notes. This has been Left Handed Radio, which, as I've been told, is a left-handed radio product. Can I do one that you won't use? Yeah, totally. And then, and then, and then we'll do another one after that. Yeah, great. I'm gonna do one you seriously cannot, won't be able to use. It's great. gonna be so. It's gonna be very deadpan and weird. It's uh, gonna be like if David Lynch directed this. Great. Just great. to just see what it's like. Just have it. Okay. From the creators of Kids Pop, the album where kids sing pop songs to make them more relatable to kids, come Dad's Pop. Dad's Pop is today's pop songs recorded by people just like you, completely out of touch with pop culture. Make that racket sound more palatable when it's being sung by someone that sounds like you. Order in the next 10 minutes and get a bonus track, the Every Dad Jam Thrift Shop. You're never getting back control of the car stereo, so get used to the shit your kids will make you listen to with Dad's Pop. Visit dadsbop.co.hong.com today. You can get a lot more of that sort of thing from left-handed radio. Find the show everywhere on the web or just visit the blog entry for this episode at SuckitsAssShow.com and click on their show title for a direct link. That's right. We'll get you there. Trust us. Of course, the left-handed radio folks aren't the only ones with phony ads. Ain't that right, Bill Haywatt? Good day, mate. Bill Haywatt here. If you're in the Northern Hemisphere where it's winter and we're currently treading water in some areas and trying to dig our cars out from under 30 feet of snow in others, you may be unawares that in the bottom half of the world, it's the lazy, hazy, hot and moist days of summer, which is where you can find the new Down Under Pants from Henderson's Pants. If you suffer from getting a little too sweaty south of the border, or maybe you just need a little kangaroo inside your khakis, Down Underpants offers a commonwealth of comfort just for you. Artfully crafted from koala skin and wombat fur, these light as a kiwi feather underpants slip on like a dream, offering solid protection from sweating and chafing all day long. In keeping with the way things work in the land of Oz, the yoke's on you as the vent to relieve oneself is on the other side from American boxers and briefs. So, whether you're out tossing the old boomerang around or putting another shrimp on the barbie, 
you'll be doing it all cool and comfy in your down under pants. Your down under pants. Your down under, your down under pants, yes. Originally designed for Crocodile Dundee, Mad Max, and penal colonists, Henderson's down under pants are available wherever water goes down the loo in the opposite direction. That's Henderson's, makers of long johns and short shorts since 1770. And now, back to Succotash. Thanks, Bill. Uh, that's a wrap. You, you know, Joy, I have to say, I feel as if a small part of me just died. Shut up. For this next clip, we leave the States and head for Scotland. BBC Scotland, to be exact, and a TV show and soundcast called May Contain Nuts, to be even more exacter. This clip is from episode six of series three that dropped a year ago this month. The show touts itself as being about, quote, four hosts, one subject, no script, unquote, and features hosts Stuart Condy, Russell Miller, Chris Miller, and Craig James Monker. This clip is from a show all about Stonehenge, And these guys are pretty funny, I think. Their their Scottish burrs are so thick, I had to listen a couple or 12 times to get it all. So don't be afraid to hit that rewind button. Here we go. This is the part of the show where we look at news stories from around the world and ask, can I speak to your manager, please? Stonehenge 1875 photograph may be the earliest taken at the site. And here it is. So... What do you think of that? Well, I, w- I want to know why that laddie on the right is just staring at that horse. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, are you doing here? <laughs> uh, he's, he just walked into that when I was taking the photo and he went, fuck you, isn't it? <laughs> 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 he's like a custodian of the henge. He went, listen, you can't bring horses in here, pal. The thing about that photo, it probably took about an hour to take. Oh. <laughs> it's done it all right, actually. It's... Maybe the horse is dead and I've just kind of stuffed it and put it in place. That woman on the left looks like she's either sleeping or she's just going like that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she's got a fishing rod. That's what I was going to say, aye. So what, she's pissed off because it's taking that long to take the photo. Come on, John. <laughs> Come on, how long does it take? I can't <laughs> smile anymore. If I'm not smiling and it's freezing. It's raining and there's no roof on this thing. That laddie's trying to start on the horse. <laughs> Who is she anyway? It's all going to kick off between him and the horse. He looks aimless. I'll tell you, the horse doesn't take any shite. You can that. Eh? <laughs> So what, he's just wandered at a bar that's like literally next door to Stonehenge. What, Henges? Aye, Henges. <laughs> the Druid, the he Merry Druid. He's been in Henges since, since 12 on a stag day. Right? He's yeah. just been in watching the football on a Sunday and that. It's one of the things here. Do you want your photo taken with a horse? And he's just, <laughs> right, sit there, right, next. And then they two right, get sit, sit in the carriage, sit <laughs> there for an hour. You want your photo taken with a horse, so... Is he paying to get his photograph taken with the horse, or are they paying, or, or are they are they chipped in? He's, he's making sure the horse doesn't do bowl. Oh, right. <laughs> is that? You've you done that last time. Like, Two lassies did the day already. <laughs> I've not got time to clean blood off the henge. I went into sponge henge. It's safer. <laughs> You're going to end up with serious injuries. <laughs> sponge henge. <laughs> 
Did you know that Stonehenge hosted massive rave-like events 4,000 years ago? Pig remains suggest. Is this because they've like excavated pig bladders and just found like glow sticks and Johnny's with old Eckies in them and stuff like that? Well, they might have found that. Apparently the study is the most comprehensive to date and examined the bones of 131 pigs. Would that have been, <laughs> would that have been like the Druidic times then? Are we saying like the Druids were? 4,000 years Neolithic. ago. Was it a Druidic? Period. Druidic? No, there's a Neolithic period. So if a Druidic looking that lad, is he all right? <laughs> Look off a Druidic, son, he's eating enough soup. <laughs> soup? Would that not make you Druidic? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm on the soup diet. That makes you fluidic. Yay! The soup no just is a fix always. He's a good plate of soup, that lad, that'll scare him up. He's got malaria. <laughs> ah, he's got, he's got no limbs. You gave him some soup? <laughs> I tried that. Uh, that was the first thing I tried, believe it or not. You kind of had this fun. My mum makes homemade soup. When you see it on menus, right, do you believe every time you read homemade soup on a menu that it's been made in somebody's house? I don't think I've ever seen homemade soup That's on a, good a menu. Point. Have you not? Should no. say oh, come either, on, son. Should say <laughs> restaurant-made soup or pub-made soup. There you go, or just tin soup. Soup, soup of the day. Yeah. Soup de jour. There you go, eh? There, 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 aye, soup of the day. Ah, <laughs> you're all your posh restaurants and that, eh? Aye, soup of the day, eh? This is the menu, but do you want me to tell you about specials? No. <laughs> Goodbye. Have you ever ordered anything off the specials? Never. Never. I don't even know what's on the specials. They, they always just say that to you at the end. They're like, and this is our specials. And you go, oh, I'm going to have to pretend. Uh, no, nah, I don't want any of that. It's always on a board, like really far away. Yeah. Jake, subconsciously, you didn't want the specials. No, I didn't want the specials. <laughs> even though the, the specials might be amazing. What are they, they're creating more work for us. Well, are, are you getting commission off selling specials or something? <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> to finish that story, my mum adds a tin of condensed soup to her homemade soup. Cheating. To thicken it out a bit. Unbelievable. What does she she adds it to give it flavour. That's like making bolognese for scratch and then just getting like a jar of ragout and like that. <laughs> What's up? Check out the three series there are so far of May Contain Nuts. Just do a Google search for the show title, but pick carefully. There was a show from about 10 years ago called Caution May Contain Nuts. No relation. So what did soundcasting mainstay Paul F. Tompkins and his wife Janie Haddad Tompkins do during the COVID-19 lockdown? Well, they produced a soundcast, of course, called Stay F. Tompkins. And it's still going, although I'm not sure how much longer they can keep it up. Paul's got to get back to visiting all those other soundcasts soon, doesn't he? In this clip, Paul gets into having been a guest on the late Larry King's show. Anyway, I'm Janie, he's Paul, blah, 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 this is us, blah, blah, blah. This is us, the TV show? This is us. This is the official This Is Us podcast. This is the official. Oh my God. Do you remember when the one guy died in the fire? You know what? I didn't. I did try to. I watched a couple episodes of This Is Us and I got it. Mm -hmm. Like, I was like, oh, okay, I get this. You get why people get hooked on it. And, yeah. I totally did, but I wasn't in a place where I could invite This Is Us into my life. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. But I love, I mean, like I did, I was like, okay, this cast is lovely. Like these stories are Maybe lovely. Maybe more my old co-star. <laughs> and I didn't know about like the whole, like they aged it. Like it had like a How I Met right. Your, you know, and I never watched How I Met Your Mother either. Mm. It, you know what, from the time travel thing, from it's not my thing, but I get it. Yeah. Does that I, make sense? I have enjoyed things that have time shifts, but... I a lot of times I've noticed lately there's a lot of things that have time shifts that don't need them. Well, they crutch on it. They it's like they, they crutch on they, it. They crutch on it. You know, 
crutch on it. They crutch on it and like they shouldn't. And it's like. Don't crutch on this, guys. And like sometimes, sometimes when I'm watching things with the time shifts, mm-hmm. I'm thinking to myself, like, did the writer write this or did the uh, direct writer, uh, director, editor decide? You know what I mean? Like after the fact? Yes. Mm. Because mm. like, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Because like I will see things like taped in a way where it wasn't necessarily necessary. Yeah. And then I'm like, did they put this in a pe- puzzle piece way yeah. to create some interest and suspense mm-hmm. when I don't know. I feel that it's become a... A fashionable trope of late. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it, it's to jazz up your show a little bit, I guess. Sure. But yeah, a lot of times it does not work for me. The one time I really enjoyed it recently was Haunting of Bly Manor, which I think I talked about. Have we been doing, was that, did that happen during the quarantine? Yeah, it did. It so did. yeah, that did yeah. time shifts. But it, it it, what was great about it was it made you feel uneasy. So it was like it was a dev- it was a it was an effective device for a horror story, right? Um, but yeah, a lot of times it's just like, why are we doing this? Just tell it in order, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, we don't gain anything from seeing this, especially when it's like when it's new characters. It's like that doesn't mean anything to me. That doesn't have any impact to me. That oh my gosh, that, but they used to be friends. Well, I mean, like not everyone gets to do it. Is my thing. Like some people can do it. That's just my two cents, you guys. And you know what? Since Larry King is dead, we're allowed to use it's my two cents. Wait, Larry King used that? He, he, when he went on Twitter, he would hashtag things, it's my two cents. What? Now it's up for grabs. Wait, what? Yeah. Wait, what? You know, Larry King would just say like weird things like, I like peanut butter when I was a kid. Now <laughs> I can't stand it. It's my two cents. By the way, guys, Google it. Paul interviewed by Larry King. <laughs> yes. And Larry King talked to him like someone's older uncle at the Thanksgiving yes. dinner. <laughs> he famously does not use notes. So He's when, like, so when you gonna when do you think you're gonna make it? Oh, he asked me if I if I consider myself a struggling comic. <laughs> I was on there to promote a TV show that I was, he was the hosting. Star of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was like he forgot the details instantly. His mind is wandering. Look, I'm sure I was boring to him. <laughs> I thought it was a charming interview in, a, in actually in a way because it was like somebody who was, who was clearly not familiar with you at all. Like he didn't, you know, he didn't know who you were. He didn't mm-hmm. know why he was interviewing you. But he had like a a sweet curiosity about you. Yeah. And you had sort of a um a sweet you know allowance for his kind of generational ignorance. <laughs> I wouldn't call it generational ignorance. I mean, there's plenty of people that are my age that don't know who I am. <laughs> so check out Stay F Tompkins until they run out of road available wherever you you know. The Midnight Miracles a soundcast that came out of a summer camp that Dave Chappelle put on in Ohio. The show description calls it, quote, a thought-provoking podcast that uniquely blends the salon and variety show traditions while providing a glimpse into the inner lives of hosts Talib Kweli, Yaslin Bey, Dave Chappelle, and friends. It's available under Apple Podcasts' new paid subscription model, which can frankly go fuck itself. 
So I wouldn't get an ordinary clip from the show. I couldn't. There was no way to get one. But they did release this two-minute blurb. That's a cross between a blip and a blurb. So here you go. Do y'all know the history of Kellogg's? Dog, yes. Why don't you break I it down? I just learned. Yes, so why don't you break it down for the people? Check this shit out. And wait a minute, wait yes. a minute. Are y'all niggas about to ruin cornflakes? Yes, we are. <laughs> yes, we are. Oh, so check this no. out. Yes, we are. The story I was told was that Kellogg created cornflakes to basically keep America from masturbating. That's correct. Um, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> he felt that the elements in beef and chicken and pork were causing Americans to act in certain ways. So he wanted to create uh, sustainable food from vegetables so that they wouldn't masturbate so much. And even to the point where he and his wife were in a seven-day Venice marriage, that which they had separate rooms. There was no sexual activity. They adopted their kids. You know, he felt that his body was a temple to God and to God only. So he created this tasty cereal empire to keep us from masturbating. You know, I knew a guy like that. He's probably 50 years old. Uh, never married and and uh, disdained sex. Turns out he's a homosexual. <laughs> <laughs> Once he figured that out, he was off to the races. Everything, everything got everything got better. Everything got. He didn't better. have to make a cereal. He just like, figured it out. Yeah, he took one bite of the cereal of, of cornflakes and was like, "Oh, I'm gay." <laughs> Let's welcome to the Midnight Miracle, Mr. David Letterman. This is your microphone oh, here. No, I, I heard that, and it's so rare that anyone applauds anything I do. I was, I assumed uh, uh, somebody had won some And that was the Midnight Miracle. My apologies to our guest, David Letterman. Unfortunately, we had to cut him out for time. <laughs> Just a taste of the Midnight Miracle. If you want more, you get to go pay for it. So enjoy. Maybe send us a clip when you do pay for it. We'll get a freebie off you. So there's a double helping of Succotash pretty much. And I'm not done yet. We still have time to squeeze in these folks from the Tweet Sack. Mike Valdez, Jeff Zimmerman, Kara McGurk Allison, Laura Saner, Jeff Hyde, Erica This Machine Kills Fascists, Josh Sneed, Becca James, Ewan Gottfried, Nicole Villella, Eileen Mary O'Connell, Joe Cabello, Screams and Moans, and the Podcast Army. You had enough? Me too. Be sure to pop in next week for Tyson Saner in episode 259's Rasher of Soundcast Clippage. Remember to give a listen to me guesting on the Jock Doc podcast. If you want advanced voting rights, I guess you'll have to find someplace more forward-thinking than the USA. And if anyone asks if you heard anything good lately, feel free to pass that old devil succotash. You 
You've been listening to Sockatash, the comedy soundcast soundcast, with your host, Mark Hershaw. Brought to you by Henderson's Pants and... Imagine your company's name right here. Rate us and review us at Apple and Google Podcasts. Find us on the web at SuckatashShow.com. On Spotify. On Stitcher. On iHeartRadio. On YouTube. On SoundCloud. And wherever fine soundcasts are streamed and or downloaded. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Suckatash Show. Like us on Facebook. Email us at marc at succotashshow.com or call into the Succotash Skype line at our toll call number 818-921-7212. You can also upload clips from your favorite comedy soundcasts directly to us using our direct upload link at hightail.com slash you slash Succotash. Succotash is produced and engineered by Joe Paulino through the auspices of Studio P. Sausalito, the home of the hit. Our hosts are Mark Hershon and Tyson Saner. Our musical director is Scott Carvey. Our booth assistant is Kenny Durges. Succotash is executive produced by Mark Hershon. Until next time, I'm your loyal booth announcer, Bill Haywatt, reminding you to please pass the Succotash goodbye. This has been a Succotash Patch production.